Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I got to say that um, fathers are kind of like guitarists. Um, who, anybody here play guitar? The thing about guitarists is this. You ask a guitarist, you play, and they're like, yeah, a little. It doesn't matter if he just started yesterday or his name is Eric Clapton or uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Or it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I just know a little bit. <laughs> because there's a fundamental awareness as fathers that we're not all that. We're not doing it to the standard. Guys, that's true. Every single one of us know Boo. And the reality is, if you've had a father, you have the same exact perspective. He wasn't doing it to the standard, right? Stay with me. If you, I have a question. We'll get to good fathers in a second, but can you give me some attributes of bad fathers? Emotionally absent. 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 Emotionally and physically. What else? Abusive. What else? Temper. Temper, rage. What else? <laughs> um, uh, let's just say uh, uh, wrong. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you never had. Anyway, moving on. What else? Too hard. Hard. Too soft. Wuss. What? What was that? Gotcha. Not themselves. Not What else? Passive. 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 Wuss part two. Aggressive. Aggressive? Uh, not provide. Not provider. All right, let's stop here before we never make it out alive. Okay. Woo, man, those, those are ugly, aren't they? They're ugly. They're ugly. Funny thing is, anybody notice that some of these things are, are opposites of each other? Right? Aggressive. Passive. You know, um... I, I, I'll say this, um, one of the things I found is it doesn't matter if you had the best father, at some point he's going to be absent. He's going to die. And I've watched that some of the people who had good fathers are the ones who struggle the most because 
the reality is, is no matter who they are, they are not our heavenly father, right? They are going to disappoint us. They are going to fail us. So let me ask you this. What are some attributes of a good father? You could probably flip these. Forgiving. What else? Understanding. Loving. Loving. Patient. Yes. Oh, to <coughs> wisdom, discipline, and structure. Uh, structure. One second. Approachable. Is that what that was? Yeah. yeah awesome. Encouraging. Encouraging. Provider selfless. What else? Discerning good example. Truth. Truth telling. Honest. Come on. Uplifting. Dedicated. In Christ. All right, let's let's stop here because we're this is going to make us depressed. Anybody see a problem with this list? Okay, forget you, ladies, men. Anybody see a problem with this list? What's the problem with this list, men? It doesn't exist. <laughs> if this just, and this isn't the full list, right? Can we just be real? But if you use this list, you will disqualify every father here instantaneously. Yeah. So one of the interesting things is, is every single father has failed you. Every single father has failed me. Every father fails. Right? This is, and, and what you do at this point when failure happens determines everything. On both sides. Do you know how the, broke, the break in relationship happens? Is one person fails and then I fail in my reaction to their failure. You tracking with me? Jill just put this on blast. She got us, didn't she? she? She tricked us. She made it about humility for her, but we all got suckered, right? She's like, oh, no, I don't judge. Right? Yeah. No, there's this thing that when one of us fails, when one of us fails to live up to the bargain, dude, you don't get to father me. You don't get to be a... You don't get to be a man in my life. You don't get to be a mother to me. Listen, God's government is family. You know why? Because a legal government doesn't work. I can't demand you respect me. I can't demand you honor me because eventually I'm going to fail, aren't I? 
Jesus said this interesting thing. Do you guys remember at the end of his life, Matthew 28, he says what? He says, go, disciple all nations, teaching them what? Everything I have commanded you. Well, I wonder what that is. Well, in John 13, what does he say? A new, a totally different, just like he said a new covenant, he said a new command I give you. You guys remember what it was? Love one another. And how will the world know you're my disciples if you love one another? Well, that's easy. We can have that done by Friday. I would submit that this list is love. Wouldn't you think? This is love. This is what each of us crave is the love of a father, the love of a mother. We crave it. But when it comes in imperfect forms, what do we do? We refuse it. We reject it. You don't get to speak into my life. Okay. There's two ditches on this. I've explored them both. You don't have to. One ditch is everybody is faulty, so I trust nobody. Right? Blink twice if you're that group. Okay. The other ditch is, they're perfect, they're amazing, until they're not. Who's that people? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, they're amazing, they're perfect. That's why people walk in and they're like, pastor, this church is amazing. I'm like, oh, Jesus, help them see, open their eyes to see. Because <laughs> they're about to get really offended, right? Because there's things there that are not love. Do you guys remember? Jesus said, teach them everything I commanded. And then what did he say? He said, but don't go just yet. What did he tell them? Wait. Wait for what? Wait for you to be imbued with for power to come upon you. Why do you need power? Right? So we can do Superman. Right? Is that it? No! It's so you can love! You and I are hopeless without it. I'll give you an example. The, the evidence of this is there's two chapters in the Bible that are the best at teaching us how to use spiritual gifts. Superman, right? Well, what are spiritual gifts? What are the spiritual gifts? Give me some. Okay, that's spirit. That's, you're ahead of me. That's, that's the fruit of the spirit. What are the spiritual gifts? Tongues. So we got tongues. Prophecy, healing, miracles. Let's stop there. That's a great beginning. Healing and miracles. Can you do those on your own? No, right? Right. But there's, what are the two chapters in the Bible that tell us about the, the, the gifts most? Do you guys know? 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Now I got a question for all you math majors. What's between 12 and 14? Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Your fourth grade teacher is going to be so happy. Four, 13. Why is 13 smack dab in, be, in between 12 and 14? Because it's about, right? We're about to go do some weddings. It's about love. Why? So everybody, I, I, listen, the first time you find, found out about gifts, maybe not you, but I did. I was like, how do I get me some of them? How do I do that? Right? Nobody, come on. 
Yes, anybody, right? Like, that's amazing. The first time somebody prophesied over me and knew secrets about me, I'm like, oh, that's in there? I did not get that form of Christianity. I did not meet that Jesus. Tell me more about that Jesus. I want to know that Jesus, right? And we want to know how to do the tricks, right? And who here studied all the books on how to do the tricks? And they still don't work all the time. Sorry, it's getting awkward. I would submit this is what Paul is doing. So if you've got Bibles, I want you to flip them open to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, the end of that chapter. I have a bookmark there for a reason. Now he's saying, this whole chapter, he's talking about, he's talking to them. He said, guys, because they're like, they're like, they're doing the spiritual gifts the way they understand it. And in their world, they, so in the city of Corinth, where they are, they had like seven major gods. And if you had a problem, how did you know which God to go to? If you need, had a love problem, you went to the goddess Aphrodite. If you had a seafaring merchant problem, you went to the god Poseidon. So you went to a different temple. And so what they were getting a little confused was, ever, they were like calling out, they were having situations. They were trying to get Holy Spirit to move in situations, and they were doing it according to their own understanding, right? So they thought that God was all these different gods. And he's like, there's one God. There's one God in spirit of us all, okay? Just one stop, shopping, right? One place. Who here, you thought you had found the answer in Christ, but it turned out not to be enough, so you went to another section of Christianity to get another answer, and then to another section to get another. Who are my travelers? You know who you are, right? Oh, this is it. Nope, 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 nope. This is it, right? And they end up with this incredibly complicated Christianity where you get that you have to do this dance and you do this prayer and you do this to get the answer. And he says, listen, 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 you don't understand. And then what they were doing is they're getting their specialness by being what? Powerful people, right? Anybody here pursued your specialness by doing ministry for Jesus? Nobody? Yeah. And he's like, guys, we are all parts of the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God's placed in the church, first of all, apostles and prophets and teachers and miracles and gifts of healing and tongues and of guidance and of different kinds of tongues. And all, all apostles are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret. He's talking about the way people function. He said, but now eagerly desire these gifts. Okay, we're good, right? But he says, and yet I show you a better, more excellent, the most excellent way. Anybody here been ministered to and you didn't feel love? Right? So one of the things I've been realizing lately is... Anybody been prayed for for healing and you felt guilty because you didn't get healed? You felt shame? 
anybody, you've gone for healing and you felt like you went to the doctor? They're like, tell me your symptoms, okay? All right, okay. And, and you just, you felt like an object. Nobody? So what's this more excellent way? He says, verse one, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, if, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. What he's saying is, guys, 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 the core of all the spiritual gifts, the core of everything is what? Love. Love. But who here feels utterly inadequate at this point? Hopefully all of us at some level. Why? Because you and I do not have enough love. Can we be honest about that? Who here has found that out in the last 24 hours? You, you got to the end of your love. Don't nudge the person who did it to you. They drained my tank. I only had 35, you know, liters and they took it off, right? No, in that point, he's like, he says, he says, listen, listen, you have got, if you're going to walk with God, what does he say? What's his command? Love one another. And we're like, I can do that. And he's like, no, you, I didn't, no, you didn't hear me. I said, love one another. Who here, you dumb think the command of God down to the level of what you can achieve? I send Valentines to people. That's nice. What does he say? Well, that's good. Let's talk about this. What is love? What is love? It's up there. It's up there. What's love? Okay, no. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Please, no more, right? No, seriously, right? So what is love? It's up there. Patient, it's patient. You know what patient is? That is a bad word. Who are my, this is patient for you. No, patience is the eager expectation of good. Who wants that? Who wants somebody, anybody here has somebody waiting on you and you're like, please don't, right? Patient, love is what? Kind, kind. In other words, it's looking out for the, for the good of others, right? Love, it does not envy. Who here, you've shared your celebration with somebody and it brought them down. You know what I'm talking about? You shared your victory and they're like, I wish something like that would happen to me. Right? Doesn't envy. No envy. It doesn't boast. Right? What's the difference between celebration and boasting? Celebration says, look what God has done. Boasting says, look what I have done. It's not about me. It's not about me. It is not proud. Same deal. It's not about me. It doesn't dishonor others. Do you know what dishonor means? Do you guys remember way back in, it is to not treat another with the appropriate honor. What that means, honor has to do with the weight of a thing. They would use like weights in, a, in scales. And a weight, it is the real substance of a thing. 
I, that dishonor is to not treat you how God treats you. To not treat you. So one of the things God really convicted me of over the past year is he said, you've got to stop agreeing with the stories people tell you about themselves. Where am I going to get them? Like, like, in other words, like people tell me how they're doing or they, they tell me how they, whether they like me or not. They tell me whether they're mad at me or they tell me whatever. He says, stop agreeing with them. I'm like, well, that's not very helpful, God. Who am I supposed to agree with? He says, you can't afford to agree with anything I'm not saying about them, even if they believe it themselves. It is actually dishonor for me to agree with you when you're deluded. Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, in fact, the burning coals that you will put on your enemy's head when you relate to them as who God says they are, not who they think they are. God said, listen, you cannot be my enemy. You know why? Because I don't participate. Jesus said, if, they, if Paul put it this way, when we were enemies of God in our own minds, God has never been our enemy. The reality is uh, you can invite me to be my enemy. You're like, hello, I'd like to make an application to be your enemy. And I can say, I'm so sorry we're not taking those applications right now. <laughs> Why? You don't get to be that because I choose to love you. I choose to agree with who God says you are on a good day. Just saying that. I'm just saying. Let's just, uh, just a disclaimer. Right? It is love. It doesn't, it's not self-seeking. If you want some painfully helpful radar, ask God to install your self-seeking radar. The minute I am seeking my own. Right? Anybody, you've been with somebody and you can just tell everything just starts to slide to them. And you're like, oh, right? Self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. And it's not easily angered. Do you know what anger is, psychological people? What is anger a representation of? What is it a form of? Fear. Fear. What does love cast out? Fear. Fear. If I am in love, I cannot be easily angered. But who here, you're like, I'm not easily angered until I am. But then it's not easy. You had to work at it. Right? It keeps no record of wrongs. Well, how am I going to protect myself? So at this point, if you're keeping score at home, Anybody see a problem? So who here, you discovered some boundaries in your life? You discovered boundaries are a good thing. Anybody see a problem with these? <laughs> these look like they violate boundaries. Keep looking if you don't see it, right? That looks like, I would submit this. Boundaries apart from Holy Spirit, are the legalism. So legalism is when I attempt to do what God commands me to do in my own strength. God says love. Who here do you tried to love and you just ended up slaughtered? 
That is the legalistic love. That is loving in my own strength. Because my love runs out. But, do you remember what we, read, we talked about last week? If we follow God, if we love, what, are, what does he promise us? Nobody, everybody's like, I blacked out after last week. What did he promise us? Persecution and trouble. That violates my boundaries. What? Because if I am the one building my boundaries by my own strength, they will be walls and they will be legalism. And they will block out love. Boundaries are simply a paradigm for understanding some of the ways God will love through us. Some of the best ways you can love someone is say, I'm not going to party with that. I'm not going to agree with that. That's a boundary when I refuse to relate to you as you relate to yourself. I'm not going to be a party to this. I'm not going to let you treat me like that. That's actually love, believe it or not. Or it can be a manifestation of fear. Who here is given a boundary with a bazooka? I discovered boundaries last week. Bam! We're good. <laughs> love. Love. Next verse. Verse 6. Uh, love does not delight in evil. That word evil has to do with striving. Who here likes to boast in your striving? Listen, the amount of effort I put into a thing doesn't necessarily determine its value. I can spend months doing scratch-offs down at the convenience store. <laughs> right? No! But who here, you t we try to get our value out of our effort. Wow. Okay, I'll be by myself then. Right? No! My effort is not an innate thing. I don't take just as, and I don't take delight in the striving or the strife among other people. Anybody here? Okay, oh, that's getting too awkward. We'll just keep moving. All right. It all but rejoices in the truth. rejoices in the truth, rejoices in the truth. It always what? Protects. Protects. Always what? Trust. Trust. What about my boundaries? Trust. Always what? Hopes. And always perseveres. Okay, how are we doing? Anybody like above 5% on this list so far? <laughs> right? This is impossible. God, you're asking too much of me. How could you? Listen, the gospel is either the worst news of God putting a standard that is utterly impossible for me to achieve, or it is the best news because he's showing me what he will empower me to do. You can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. One, if it's me, it is condemnation. If it is him, it is promise and power of God to do the will of God. And every time, every time something in me doesn't line up with this, guess what? It's a sign that I'm living from me and not from him. 
It's not to condemn us, right? Because Paul tells us there is therefore now what? No condemnation for who? Those who are in Christ Jesus. But if I'm feeling condemnation, it's because I've been living in me, not in him. God, what do you want me to know? What do you want to do? And so I, I, had a, I, I saw um, some really cool healings this week. It was a lot of fun, but I had one buddy and he goes, he goes, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. I couldn't walk three minutes ago. Now I can walk. I just need to understand what's happening. How did this happen? How did you do this? And I started thinking, how did I do this? Well, that's a dumb question, because I've got skills. I, uh, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV, right? No, 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 no. I have nothing to give. I love. You guys want to see a method of healing? Peter and John go into the temple. They see a dude they've seen every day for years sitting there in the prime begging spot. 38 years in, he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, bro. He goes, you want to give me something? He said, silver and gold, I ain't got. I'm poor. Jesus didn't promise me that part, apparently. Silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, what? Right, stand up and walk. And immediately his legs are made whole. Let me say this. If you want to walk in the supernatural, you simply ask one question. Jesus, what is love right now? What does it look like to love this person? Because here's the thing. God doesn't want to heal bodies just to heal bodies. Listen, we have, I, we have seen the dead raised and then not turned to Jesus. Just because someone experiences healing doesn't mean they're going to experience love. They might still walk away from God and they'll be worse off than when they began. Remember what he said to her? Stop sinning lest something worse happens. Listen, the point of an encounter, a supernatural encounter, is that they would encounter God who is love and that he would touch their heart. You guys remember the 10 lepers were healed? Where did, and Jesus goes, what happened to the other nine? They went away. They had an option for relation with God and they walked away. So when I'm looking at someone and there's a situation I want God to move, I can feel it when I start being like, okay, what do I got to do to fix this person? They suddenly become an object. When I'm, when I'm like, I, I want to, oh, if I'm not, a, how do I say this? God, how do you want to love them? And you know, many times what he'll say is he'll say, I want them to know how beautiful they are. Or I want them to know that I care. I want them to know that they're not alone. And then he'll show me what to do to make the healing manifest that in their hearts and lives. Because the goal is not healing. The goal, who here, you would just, you've been in points in your life, you're like, I don't care, Jesus. I'll even go our separate ways if you'll just do this for me. Yeah? No, Jesus will not sacrifice anything. He paid the highest price for what? You. For God so loved the world. And so when Jesus sent us out to bring the gospel to the world, he knew we could not do it in and of ourselves. He said, wait till you have power because without it, you'll never love. And if you won't love, then you won't be able to manifest the fruit of the spirit. Anybody tried to manifest the fruit of the spirit in your own strength? And you won't be able to manifest the supernatural works. But if you will, what does he promise? These signs will what? 
follow those who believe. Boink, 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 just falling off of you. We get to be his ambassadors of reconciliation, bringing the world, saying, he's not mad at you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not the one who made you sick. He's not the one who brought you to this place. He loves you. He's not ticked off at you. And so when the prodigal son comes running, what does the father do? He comes running. The prodigal son is not trying to, is not trying, he just has a problem he wants solved. He doesn't actually want the father. The father says, that's fine, I'll come and love him. Bill, uh, Bill, Bob, Bob and Jill are Bill. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's either that or Job, or Job, so probably not that. Um, no. <laughs> Are you talking? <laughs> no, that's horrible. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's a prophetic word. I'm just that prophetic. No. Um, so, so what I want to say is, is Bob said this, and this is something God's been saying to me so often. He said, Peter, I am the great I am. Present tense. When you try to pull me into the future, I'm not there. When you try to pull me into the past, I'm not there. I am here. When Bob and Jill refused to let 15 years of evidence not stand in their way anymore, they refused to let it stand in their way, then God could write a new story today. What if the very areas of our lives, the relationships we have, that what if God wants to show us another story than the one we've believed for years? What if instead of trying to solve the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of brokenness. We say, God, here I am as the ambassador of your reconciliation. I will bring your love. Show me what it is. Instead of trying to fix people, instead of trying to fix relationships, instead of trying to fix bodies, here I am. Love through me. I will not protect myself. I will not. I, you will be my protector. Why? Because he's love. He's going to protect me. He's the one that he, Lord, I ask you, I will not protect myself. I will not, Lord, if there's any story I've been telling in myself that's not true, root it out. I will not seek my own. I will seek to seek those that are lost. I will seek to serve. I will seek to love. And when I do, you, God, are going to be manifest. And so, because it's Father's Day, I've got to bring it back to Father's Day. It's part of the contract. You should see it. It's fine. It's like part of a rider with the brown M&Ms. Anyway. Fathers, don't let the years of your failures keep you from rising up today to say yes to him. God, how do you want to love through me? Children of fathers. That's everybody else. Children of fathers, don't let the years of failure keep you from loving in return. God, what do you want me to do to love today? How do you want me to love today? What does love look like today? Not, not how do I protect myself and love, but God, how do you want to love through me today? And watch God show up in ways only God can. Woo! If we can have the worship team come up.
Let me try this one more time. What if 1 Corinthians 13 is the promise of what Holy Spirit will do inside you if you'll let him flow through you? Many people want to learn how to hear God's voice. You want to know the best way to hear God's voice is let him love people through you. He loved to tell you about the other people. And you will grow in your ability to hear him if you'll let him love through you. Let's stand. Father, I just ask right now that you would let your love come upon us, that we would cry out, Lord, we have no love apart from you, but you are love. So come, fill us today. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.